Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to go over some free agent options as free agency opens at noon today to hopefully give you guys an idea of who the Red Wings could possibly target. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a producer at WWJ News Radio 950, while Scotty is a freelance journalist for the Detroit News as well as the host of Locked On Tigers. And Scotty, today, much like yesterday and a lot recently, we are going to continue to talk about free agent options. And we did a whole mini-series kind of broadly covering a few different options for each position, But now that free agency opens, by the time people are listening to this, noon today, we know actually who will be available on the free agent market in minutes or hours ago, depending on what time you're listening to this. So I feel like it's pertinent for us to go back and kind of narrow in on a few different options that the Red Wings realistically could go after. And obviously, you and I don't know for certain what Steve Eiserman's attitude is for this offseason, if he's trying to take a large step forward, if he's looking for more Band-Aid pieces. But regardless, nonetheless, there is still a lot of very talented players that kind of fit the mold for what Eiserman wants to do one way or the other, if depending on what he wants to go for. So, And I think the, the biggest name on both of our lists that we are 99% sure is hitting the free agent market at this point, based on reports that we have heard is Andre Palat of the Tampa Bay lightning. Scotty, why or why not do you believe Andre Palat would be a good fit with the Detroit Red Wings? If you even believe so. No, for sure. I I mean, I I think Palat's a guy that can, I think most people would agree can fit into pretty much any system, which obviously makes him a a guy who is going to get paid this summer. And, and he doesn't have, numbers that jump off the page and are are like insanely high point totals or everything but he's a really solid two-way guy and at the end of the day um i i've been saying this all off season really but at the end of the day like anybody is going to be a step up from like what we have and that's not to say that he wouldn't be a step up for most teams because he would be um, but I, it, it's a really intriguing one. You know, what, what is he? 31. Uh, yeah. 31 years old. So it's, it, it's an intriguing one timing wise. I, I think if you were to go after somebody like that, that would be a, a, a long-term deal type of situation. And it definitely makes it interesting with the, with the timeline um, that the wings are going for. But I mean, putting that on, on, onto this, you know, forward core would be awesome. Yeah, and so he's a left winger, and that's probably the hardest sell on this is that the team, out of all the positions, I mean, they just drafted a bunch of left wingers. Not that any of those guys are going to be here anytime soon, but your left wingers as it sits are Bertuzzi, Jacob Vrana. uh, You know, Michael Rasmussen is probably going to play more center now that they've gotten rid of Carter Rowney and Mitchell Stevens, who both spent time, but you got uh, Giovanni Smith. So there is, and of course, Robbie Fabry has been playing a lot of left wing 
uh, sent when he's healthy. That is, I know he's recovering from an ACL injury. So, I mean, there is an option and opportunity for Andre Palat to be here. And at 31, he's not so old that he's like over the hill and declining yet. He still plays at a very high uh, level. He had a relative goals, expected goals per 60 of 0.12 while putting up what 49 points in 77 games played. So he's slightly, he's above a half point per game. He's like a really good. I mean, you're, you're bringing him in for, for his defense at the end of the day. That's, that's still solid production. And like, that's, you know, everybody loved the, the production we saw out of, out of guys like, uh, like Vladdy or whatever this year. No, those were like just over a point a game or half a point a game players rather. Um, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, the the sell on Pilates, you're getting a, a a hell of a defensive forward. I'm trying to find his player card here, and he's a defensive forward, but he not to undersell his offensive capabilities either. I mean, over a half point per game. And granted, playing with the Tampa Bay Lightning is huge, but for he, sure. I mean, you'd be paying a lot for this guy because at 31 years old, he's going to be looking for term and money, and the Red Wings have term and well i mean everyone has term to spare but they have plenty of money to spare right but you'd be bringing him in to be immediately a, a top six forward left winger on this team and he would immediately make this team a lot better but you'd have to fork over you know a lot of money for a player like this a set he's in the 77th percentile and he is very strong defensively he's in the 66th percentile uh defensively at even strength while also being 71 percentile um Offense even strength for an overall 77 percentile. He's a very sound forward. And obviously a lot of, uh, lot, lot of Selk votes in, in the career of, absolutely. Uh, of Andre Pilat. And he's obviously, everyone knows at this point that the connection Steve Eisenman has with Tampa Bay, we don't have to, you know, sell that all over again. But, you know, there is, with that connection there, it does make it a little bit more realistic that Andre Pilat would come to a Detroit because of the cap space that he can offer them, you know, with, not that he doesn't want to ever win a Stanley Cup again, but he already has two under his belt. So maybe now his focus shifts on, you know, helping a younger team make bank or make, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Helping a younger team get better while he makes bank with that team because of the cap space. The Wings have the capabilities of signing him. I don't know where he'd slot in at the lineup because I know we as Red Wings fans are sold on Vrana and Bertuzzi being your top six wingers, but you bring Pilat in, he immediately usurps probably both those guys, in my opinion, especially with the success that he had on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Absolutely. No, and that's what, what you know, they talked about, a lot of players on the team talked about the importance of the, the veterans on the team. So bringing in a, a 31-year-old who, who plays such a solid two-way game on, on both ends of the ice and uh, isn't going to be elite at, at anything, but you know, I, I have a hard time believing you'd be paying him to be, be elite at anything. I, I, I think, uh, slap a slap some, some years onto that and, and, and give him some, uh, security lengthwise term wise term lengthwise. And, um, I mean, that's going to be a, a, a guy that a lot of teams are going to want to go after. Yeah. Because the two, the two big question marks is Andre Pilat for our purposes here on this podcast is we don't know how long it Steve Eiserman has planned. And I know the plan's always shifting um, because it depends on how these players develop, but how long does Steve Eiserman have in his head currently? It will take for the Red Wings to become a competitive team. Cause at 31 right. years old, 
if he thinks it could be relatively soon, like the next couple of years, you pay him that long-term contract. You give him that long contract so that he and the Red Wings are still successful when he is still an effective left winger. That makes sense. Uh, the question just becomes, you know, and we there's no way we could know the answer to this because only Steve Eiserman knows the answer to this currently, where the, we are in the rebuild. And he has been very clear that he's not going to show the, those cards. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you won't know until you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not you one where you, you're gonna you're gonna be able to to predict it. I think at at one point we're just gonna make a move where we're all in unison. Like okay, like the time is now. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, this is also a signing that that you can do and not necessarily change the direction of the rebuild. Like if this is your big signing for the off season, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, you wouldn't really change the trajectory on a year to year basis, but he's someone that when you are competitive again, if you still have him and he is 34, 35 years old, 33, 34, whatever, um, can can still provide valuable minutes like I, I, I really like it. And that's not, you know, groundbreaking. A lot of teams are going to like it and he's going to be a, a relatively hot commodity there. But um yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of money he gets. I think that's my biggest thing, because between age and. And everybody, everybody knows he, he's valuable defensively, but you know, 31 year old, that's half a point a game ish. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what, uh, what kind of money he gets. But I think the bigger thing for him is if somebody ponies up four or five years, I think it's over. Yeah. And so that's really going to, when it comes down to so these, we are pretty much everyone we are going to talk about today, we feel is a realistic option for the Detroit Red Wings, depending on what direction they head in Johnny but Goudreau next. Yep. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, I, I let's, let's not get into that today. We actually did a whole episode on Johnny Goudreau yeah, like did. a month ago. So go check that out. If you want to listen to our thoughts on Johnny Goudreau. Um, but the next guy I want to talk about is a, another guy who would fit into the forward court. And I think would fit incredibly well. And a lot of Red Wings Twitter actually is, and I know already is in agreement on that. And that's Vincent Trocheck. But before we can talk about Vincent Trocheck, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment 2, Locked on Red Wings podcast. We're giving you guys our, what we believe is realistic options for the Red Wings to target in free agency as that opens up at noon today by the time you're listening to this. Uh, We're going to move now into the center position. I see I almost called you Steve thinking about Steve a lot. I think about him all the time. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, Scotty Vincent Trocek is a really good option. We talk a lot about the Red Wings for depth this past season. It was quality over quantity and they're letting a lot of forwards walk this off season because they just don't feel like they need them. And that opens up opportunities to really make it better. Pew Suter served as the second line center this offseason, or not the offseason, this past season. And he played what? I think all 82 games for the Red Wings. He was there. He filled a hole, but realistically, he's not a number two center. And while they drafted Marco Casper, he's realistically realistically not going to be ready for at least one or two more years. 
get a guy now if you want to really take a step forward towards competitiveness so that these guys are ready. Now you're just flush with quality. Vincent Trocek is a guy who I think fits the bill as a second-line center who will not break the bank but will be not just serviceable, but I think a quality second-line center for the Detroit Red Wings um, in this upcoming year. With the Carolina Hurricanes this past season, he played 81 games, had 21 goals, and had 30 assists for a total of 51 points. And he is only 29 years old, two years younger than Andre Palat. That doesn't sound like a big deal, but he's still on, people say, the right side of 30. I like the idea of Vincent Trocek a lot in the winged wheel because I don't think you're going to have to break the bank to get him. But also, he'll be a quality second-line center for this team for years to come. Uh, this is my favorite one that we're talking about. I think. I mean, this is uh, uh, again, we talk about dudes that are forwards that are solid defensively. Like he, he is, he is very much that. And uh, another guy that's gotten some sub votes over the years. Um, this, this is my favorite one. We, we've talked about center depth a ton. We've talked about how porous the the, the defense has been over the last however many seasons. But uh, this past season, it was it was really rough and. Uh, I don't know, two birds with one stone kind of thing. You get someone that, that's been pretty solid defensively, add it to your forward core while also handling center depth. Uh, I mean, he's had a, a, a couple of, you know, 60, 70 point seasons as well. Like this is a, a, a guy that I think would slot in and, and be an uber effective to see on this team. Yeah. And so here's his, um, player card, uh, courtesy of Evolving Hockey. You guys should definitely subscribe to Evolving Hockey if you haven't already because it's a fantastic tool if you want to get a little bit better in-depth look of how these players perform off the puck as well as on the puck. Uh, he is 63% expected, uh, 63% goals above replacement overall. Uh, 63 percentile as a center. And that is, you know, I think perfect for a second-line center for what the Wings, in my eyes, are trying to accomplish this offseason. And you can see here, he didn't wow in any one of these categories, but outside of the fact that he took too many penalties, he was a positive asset, even by even if, even if it was by a marginal percentile, he was a positive asset for the Carolina Hurricanes. And that Carolina Hurricanes team is a good one. That is a good Carolina Hurricanes team. So he, by himself, being a positive asset on that team is something that I really enjoy and believe he'll carry over to the Detroit Red Wings. Plus, you know, there's a little bit of he and Ned know each other and that camaraderie will, could be huge in the locker room. Absolutely. No, I, I, and like, I'm confident that, that these dudes are, are, you know, like going to get along or whatever, no matter what, <laughs> but I, it just as a, as who he is as a player, I, I just think that this fits the bill of, of what this team needs, what this team lacks currently. Uh, he plays the position that this team lacks. This, his style of play is what this team lacks. Just every possible like bo box you could check is filled by signing somebody like this I'm, well, i would very much be in favor of it and like i said i think he's at at the top of my list of, of people we'll go over today and we talk about and, and the red wings have a lot of centers still on the roster whether they play can play center or wing or whatnot but i mean you talk about guys who can play center who are still currently under contract you know you already have larkin you have pew Suter, you have uh valeno rasmussen and oscar sunquist 
And then you're going to have Jonathan Bergeron. He might, he'll probably start playing wing. I would imagine before transitioning to center, if that's his, his long-term role. But I think that the trickle down effect is huge. And I talked about it yesterday is you don't, you don't pass on better quality just because you have more quantity. I, 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 that's, I preach that if there's a better guy on the market, it will make your team better. Now, if you're looking, that is again, if the Red Wings and Steve Eisman are planning on getting better now, you don't pass on that just because you already have, you know, Michael Rasmussen on your roster. You already have a center, go out and get the guy who's going to be better. And so, yeah, this will immediately push Pew Suter down to three C, but I think he'll try or, Thrive. That's the that, that sounds Thrive awesome to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so then your four C is you know, either going to be Rasmussen or Valeno. I'm okay with that. I think Rasmussen will thrive at the four C role. Yeah. No. No disrespect, Pew. I mean, to to Suter, I, I think we talked about it during the season. I think Suter is is right at that spot talent wise where he would thrive as a three C, but two C is a little in over his head, and and uh, this allows that to happen. You, center goes from a a incredibly weak not weak shallow position on your team to to a relatively deep one in one signing and one move and and that's why i i love it so much and then so i guess before we get to the final and i'm just i pulled up Hugh Cedar's player card and exactly as i was expecting he's a slightly above average defensive forward but he's not very good offensively whatsoever he's got a percentile of 22 percent so third line is perfect for a guy like that he's a little bit more defensive oriented but Trocek's 29 too, like literally just turned 29. Yeah. Like age wise, he like fits perfectly with, yeah. with what this team's at. Right. Absolutely. Let's squeeze in two more forwards before we have to go to break. And this one we're going to do as a pair because well, they're brothers and this option is more if they're still trying to bide their time. I would say um, Dylan Strom, who just came off a season of playing two C with the Chicago Blackhawks, much like Pew Suter was uh, the season prior. It did not get qualified, and he's a really interesting one because he is the best. Okay, I'm just going to throw up his chart because he is an enigma. This is a guy who just still struggles to stick on teams, but look at his performance this past year with a bad Chicago Blackhawks team. 83 percentile player with the Chicago Blackhawks. His even strength offense was phenomenal. He was expected goals above replacement was over 12. And his defense was not to be sni- uh, sneezed at either. I don't necessarily, he's only 25 years old. So you want to talk about a player who really fits the building core. And you want, if mm-hmm. this is, if Steve Eiserman's playing this offseason, rather than taking a huge step forward, it's just buy your time and continue to take flyers. Dylan Strom is a huge, like, take a flyer on this guy. Like, this could be a project player that absolutely pans out. I struggle to even want to use project because he has proven success on a Chicago Blackhawks team. That necessarily wasn't that good. Now, granted, I believe he played quite a bit with Debrinket this past season, which mm-hmm. could be why he uh, saw so much success. But at 25 years old, with that kind of um, performance, you want if you're trying to bide your time another year, sign Dylan Strom to fill a uh, role down the middle. Yeah, for sure. And and, and he's one where, uh, you know, if you bring him in this offseason, if he excels, because uh, you know you're bringing another center. If he excels, then like beauty, you 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 found more center depth. You found another guy that could potentially, you know, if if he takes big strides, could be the the two C that your team needs. And if not, then you're still padding the the depth of the center position down low, and you're still looking for that, you know, more prominent, 
you know, like one-two punch to kind of put at the top there with Larkin, but you are still solidifying the lower lines of center for when you bring that person in too. So I, I think that is very much a uh, a dude that no matter kind of what happens, and if he completely flops, then again, okay, he's not going to cost a, you know, you're not going to have to break the bank to get him. I, I, I think that it's definitely a, uh, a guy to look at. I mean, both, I mean, like Ryan yeah. is, is an interesting conversation as well, but um Dylan had what, like just under 50 points and just under 70 games. Like he had, I think 20 less points than games played. So really, I mean, solid year on a, on a Blackhawks team. That was, that was, you know, not very good. Yeah. And Ryan Strom, again, like you said, Dylan Strom had 20 goals over half a point per game with the Chicago Blackhawks only played 68 games. His brother, Ryan Strom, like you said, just now wore an A with the uh, New York Rangers, played on the line with Panera and actually was DMing uh, John Chick, the host of Lockdown New York Rangers, because I wanted to get a better understanding of why a guy who saw so much success and was a leader in the locker room was getting let go, especially because they're not signing Andrew Kopp. So right. why are they not signing one either one of these guys? And he said, well, basically because Ryan Strom is very hit or miss, and he played on a line much like his brother, played on a line with Superstar. He played on a line with uh, Panarin which there was criticism that a lot of his success, just like Dylan, came from playing with a stellar player. And you see here with Ryan Strom, um, while playing on a better team against better competition, struggled defensively, put up really strong and solid numbers offensively. Uh, Ryan Strom, for what it's worth, had um, 20, 21 goals, 18 primary assists and 16 secondary assists for a total of 55 points in 74 games played. So more games played than his brother, but both had very similar production numbers, but the overall metrics show that his brother, Dylan, who is four years younger, had a stronger season um, by the advanced metrics. Absolutely. And, and Strom is, is what? Four years older. Um, yeah. Ryan Strom is 29 years old. While Dylan Strom is 25. Sure. So that would, as far as like the, the timeline goes of the rebuild, I'm not sure either of them would be too, I'm not sure that anybody would have a problem with any really length of deal for either of those guys. Cause they're both young enough to kind of justify uh, sign them both. Let's get any, both any term deal. Yeah. That would be interesting. I eh? think um, Matthew Strom, the third brother. Yeah. Let's just get, let's just get all the Stroms. And, all the uh, and, and yeah, all the stalls, all the Stroms, we'll, we'll just have the brother team and it'll be awesome. And so basically those two options just now were, again, like I said, I'll reiterate both the Stroms brother, Strom brothers are, if Eisman decides this is still not the right off season to do it. And he wants to bring in somebody to fill out the forward core, but not cost a lot and not, um, acquire a lot of term. That's why I like the Strom Brothers as those options. For Just sure. like I like rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to, to for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same auto parts from your chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. 
They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today or find to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. rockauto.com. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, let's move on now to defense. There's two defensemen I am eyeing in this free agency that opens today by the time people are listening to this at noon. And I think both of them actually have a pretty huge upside and also will not cost a fortune to bring in. And that is Brett Kulak of the Edmonton Oilers, who reports are that they're not going to sign him, which is kind of astonishing to me, given his advanced metrics and what he can do. And Nikita Zadorov, who I've not heard anything from on his front with the um, Calgary Flames. Brett Kulak, let's lead off with him. Scotty, Brett Kulak in... Let's see here. Get to that right page there. Sorry about that, guys. He played this past season with Montreal before being dealt to the Edmonton Oilers. In that span, he had 21 points in a combined... I do mental math here, guys. Sorry. 74 games played because Evolving Hockey has them split by each team they played yeah, for. So I got to add it up in my head. 56 in Montreal and 18 in Edmonton. That's 74, right? That Yes, that is 74. Okay. He, had, he had 21... It's actually, I mean, he had 13 points in Montreal in 56 games and eight points in Edmonton in 18 games uh, to finish out the regular season there. So, well, it's um, crazy is he, despite how bad the defense was for Edmonton relative to his teammates, he was a 0.71 plus expected goals for per, uh, yeah. per 60 minutes, which is insanely good. Again, smaller sample size, only 18 games, but that is really good for a defenseman and they're letting him walk. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, they, yeah, we don't have, need to have the the Edmonton conversation. They're just uh, it's a it's a kind of a circus over there. But, um, you know what, twenty eight year old lefty D man, uh, hard hard to hard to say no to that. Hard to look at the the defense as it stands currently, the Detroit Red Wings defense as it stands right now, and say, yeah, I, I would not be interested in that. Really difficult to to say that. Well, also, let me let me put a little addendum to that. I don't know for sure if they're letting him walk. He might also just be saying, I want to test the market. So for that sure. is also very true. But, but his player card be available is astonishing. He will be available. Look yeah. at this. Yeah, Insane. that's a 95th percentile defender there. He 95th on defense as a defensive defenseman and still 61% offensive. So he yeah, provides really both solid. ends of the ice. He is going to be very good, a great shorthanded PK guy. He is just, I, for what this team needs, and this team needs defense, for him to be a lefty as well, I mean, yep. hell, sign him. Only 28 years old. Bring him in. He immediately becomes a stud on the defensive side of things for the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, this team needs defense, and he, here you are with $30 million in cap space still after signing Huso. This guy fits the bill exactly for what the Detroit Red Wings need to sign and do to build the defense and make them better. You know, Vincent Trocek might have been our guy for the forward core, but this is the guy this offseason on the defensive core. Correct. 100%. I, like, there, I don't even know if there, there's really even too much more to say. I think you kind of hit everything, and, and along with what I said earlier, like, this is a, a 28-year-old incredible defender D-man that, that is a lefty. I'm not sure how anybody who's a Red Wing fan could look at this and be like, yeah, no, that doesn't sound nice to me. Like I, this is this is right up the team's alley and fits everything perfectly. 
I mean, he will come in and immediately become the second best defenseman on this team. Now, most playoff contenders, he'd probably be a second pair defenseman. But on this team, put him on a line with Moritz Sider. I don't care because this team needs. Even if you wanted to desperate. spread it out, even like even if you wanted to put him down at the second line, so that you know we didn't have just like one overpowering line and then the the rest being below average or whatever. Um, even if you wanted to do it that way, like that's, you know, he, he, he can handle being the best defender on a line and still play on a productive team. So like, I, I'm very, very down. So, and then the other guy that I'm looking at is not as efficient in the offensive zone, but is still a strong defensive defenseman. And that is Calgary flames, Nikita Zadorov, who is still to this day, not signed a extension. So chances are it's likely he is going to play the open market. 70th percentile defensively, but as you can see, he there is a lot left to be desired on the offensive side of the puck to be at just a percentile of 25th overall as a defenseman. That leaves a lot left to be desired, but the fact that his even strength defense is 70th percentile does still kind of attract me to him because this team struggles defensively. So I don't care if you struggle offensively. I mean, I do care. But right now, this team really needs to shore up defensively. And Nikita Zadorov could be a good third-pair defenseman on this team that is just struggling to get anyone on the ice of NHL caliber this past season. Yeah, th- this is a uh, this is a, a signing that certainly ha- pretty much any signing is going to help the uh, the defense on this team. Um, and and yeah, this is a, this would be kind of a depth move and and one that you could do another one of these and get him like it's it's not going to be a an incredibly pricey contract that you'd have to get out dish out to give uh, to get Nikita. But it, it's it's the conversation that we've had this entire show and we've had for the entire last two months. It's where are we at in the rebuild? If this is just going to be another kind of patch off season, you know, we, we sign some low level guys, take some risks on some guys, sign some projects, whatnot, and, and, and just kind of tape our way to next off season. Then, then maybe this deserves more of a serious look. Um, but in the same breath, I could very much see again, like it, it wouldn't take a crazy contract to bring him in. I could see them getting a top line talent and still that, I mean, and still him rather there, there is, um, a, a lot of holes on this team still, uh, well, and, and that... plenty that, that need to be filled. And we still have a lot of money at our, our, uh, at, at our, what's the word I'm trying to think of expense disposal disposal. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I could see a, a, a plethora of different angles and, um, you know, somebody like that fits into more than one of them for sure. Well, and that is in the end, guys, I mean, to wrap a nice pretty bow on this, what makes today so interesting? Because, and things may have already happened by the time you guys listen to this, but Scotty and I truly do not know because of the fact that Steve Eisenman has not told anyone, has not shown his hand because this is what he's so good at, and I respect the hell out of him for doing so. We don't know what his plan is. We don't know if he's trying to make a huge step forward. I know in the exit interview, he said, I might bring in five players. You might not like any five of them, which kind of, I guess, may have been served as a hint. But we have an idea. We might still be biding our time another year, but nobody could know. So he might go out there and make a huge pitch for Johnny Goudreau. And we have no evidence to suggest that he is. We have plenty of evidence suggesting that he'll be the Islanders and the Flyers making huge bids at him. But 
that's why we come up with these hypotheticals because we're trying our best to get in the head of a guy who doesn't show his hand. Right. And try and look at guys who, if we were Steve Eisman, would be interesting based on history that he has shown thus far as to how he's doing this rebuild. So in the end, we think guys like Andre Palat, Vincent Trotrek, the Strom brothers, and Kulak and Zadarov would be perfect guys for what we believe Eisenman is doing. But in the end, we we can't know because Steve Eisenman doesn't let us know. Nobody so these are guys knows. we believe would be good fits. Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody's ever going to know. But and it, man, free agency is fun. I, I can't gonna, wait. It's gonna and it's gonna start like right away too. Drop of a hat. As soon as see some some stuff happen. It's like. I mean, it's like I said on Twitter, it's like Christmas Day for hockey fans. Okay. It don't, really is. I'm not going to say the thing. Golly. I'm not going to say the thing. But it's it's very much it's Christmas Day for hockey fans, and we it don't is. know. Like it, It's like unwrapping the present of the Christmas tree. Like, what player do we get this year? Yeah, Because we don't know if this team is going to be buyers yet. We don't, and that's the exciting part. It's I, And I understand why people are getting impatient, because people want us to start being buyers but it's impossible to know. I go back and forth all the time. I'm like, oh, it's this, this is the time. And then, oh, no, maybe not. It, it's so hard. It's going to be very fun. Hard, but fun. Yes. All right. Any final thoughts? We will. We will. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you daily 30-minute podcasts on all things NHL all year long. Stay, stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Hopefully recapping some of the moves that I knew you were going to say something. Um, some of the moves that Steve Eiserman has made. <laughs> I can't No, Tomorrow's episode is going to be sweet. It's going to be, gonna the, be the most uh, like the most. I don't know. We, we've had plenty of content and we have uh, thanks to the like listeners and everything we, we have not run short on content and and we've had a really fun off season already but this will be the first like tangible content you know what i'm trying to say like this is the first like like a move it's no longer hypothetical happening right right exactly like this could actually be like like someone is joining our hockey team so like it, it'll be a it'll be a super fun uh the rest of the week honestly should be really fun yeah scotty had to save that there because he threw me off by dming me in the private chat <laughs> Just so you guys know, that's why I got like awkward and confused there. And it was like this, this son of a gun. All right. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.